towards the head of Myler this time. He let well. Did. This is Quinn. He's got away from Ramsey. He's found a cross and it's headed oh. downwards and against the post. And Curtis Davis has made it two for Hull City. And as we all know, nothing happened after that point. Um, <laughs> hello and welcome to another edition of the Flashback episodes, the 2010s for Hull City. Uh, I'm your host, Alex, and with me I have Dan. First of all, how are you, Dan? Yeah, look, I'm pretty good. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Happy to have you joining us for the first time for this series of episodes. Um, and then back from the first half of the season review, we've also got Mitch. How are you, Mitch? Good, thank you, mate. Yeah, good to be back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, let's get right into it. So we did have our first half of the season review um, a couple of weeks ago now, just my, Mitch and myself. So I, I might start with you, Dan. I'll jump onto the second slide here, just um, sort of summarising that second half of the season. I mean, I think from memory you were saying this is sort of the first season that you were supporting City. So um, might have a few sort of foggy memories of that season. But but what what do you remember of it? And I guess in particular... I mean, if, any memories of that second half of the season, if you've got them? Um, look, it's it was a weird one. All I remember, like, was I don't remember how I came about even choosing City, but I did, and um, but I couldn't didn't couldn't watch get a hold of any of the games to watch for the first part of the season, and so I was just like checking the table. I think still trying to make up my mind on who I was going to choose, and then like City was going pretty well, you know. Uh, punching with the big boys above their weight, I think for the first like a month or so of the season, and I was, I was like, oh yeah, well let's let's go with a you know a, a smaller club, sorry, <laughs> um, you know, and not just like you know pick pick some team that's just you know money bags and just you know buying in and buying out everyone. So that was that that's how it came to 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 follow us, and then a few um, yeah it was. I think like certainly the FA Cup run is obviously like the huge part of that season, culminating in watching the final in my room with an Arsenal friend and getting yeah, nice. way too excited in the first half an hour. Um, and then he just kept quiet, uh, you know, <laughs> after the game, which really I think stung more than if he just give, given it back to me. Um, but I think like. It's mostly been just looking back at some of those things. Like even I just watched a few of like Yelovich's best goals and I was just like, we actually haven't had a, like a striker of that quality probably since him. Like we've had like, you know, some good some good strikers. That have, but I think like just how the range of finishes that he could do and even those top five, there was like a bicycle and like some crazy, some real nice, nice goals. And I was just thinking, like, man, we actually haven't had as such a strong like finisher since probably since him and that partnership that they were able to strike up so quickly between him and long was sensational yeah i think i saw i can't remember if it was like our top five premier league goal or kind of been top five premier league because that would have all been giovanni but it was something like our, our top goals from that 14-15 season and like two of them were from Jelovic and they were scored in back-to-back weeks. Oh no, they were the same game in fact. They were the, in that Newcastle game where he scored that bicycle and I think he scored one. Um, no, sorry, it was Jami who got the other one. But yeah, Jelovic scored two, two, like a couple of great goals around that time. Um, yeah, Mitch, um, second half of the season, we talked first half of the season a couple of weeks ago. Second half of the season, 
Um, I was sort of looking at the uh, the league form. It actually tapers off quite a bit this half of the season, but I guess you know the highlight being these two guys on the screen here in Yelovich and Long joining in the January, which we'll talk about in a bit more detail in a second. But they really sort of carried that second half of the season in terms of the league, at least, um, for excitement. Yeah, well, they were they were cup tied, weren't they? So they could. Yeah, really that's right. Yeah, in the league. Um, but yeah, yeah, that will, as Dan mentioned, probably the best strike we've had uh, in a long time, anyway, with Yoa and. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever seen uh, City, or definitely in the Premier League, with a striker that could um, get in behind as well as Longy did. Even though, like, that was probably what Hernandez should have been um, doing in top flight, but it was all Longy that that did it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think I th- I'm pretty sure this screenshots from that from the Cardiff four nil game where um, I think they both got on the score sheet, or at least um, at least Jelovic did. And it was just that sort of game where you look at that as sort of. The definition of what you'd want out of these two as a partnership where i think long was getting in behind the defense as you said um playing the ball across to yelovic scoring goals from the edge of the box um where it was just such a complete performance and it's such a frustrating i mean i saw the other day i think shane long's now been released by southampton after eight years at the club and it's remarkable to think that he joined southampton from us after six months and we doubled the fee we bought him for like six or seven million and sold him for like 12 million pounds Six months later to Southampton where he was for the next eight years was remarkable. But um, I remember, I think it was like the first half of that season we played West Brom and he was at West Brom. Because I I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, I'm sure we, did we try to sign him in the summer? And then there was some issue where like the Alums, I don't know, tried to change the price they were going to pay and at the last minute. And so then the deal fell through and he he went to, he was still at West Brom, played against us. I think he might've scored the equalizer in that game in the 1-1. Um, and then we finally got him in, in the sum, in the January. Um, I, like, I remember we were after him for ages. So it was good that when it came off, it was a, a successful move. Yeah, it, um, it doesn't sound like the LMs to, uh, to change the <laughs> does it? No, that's right. That's right. Um, cool. Well, I'll move on then. And uh, first, we'll talk about the, uh, the outgoings from that January window. Um, not really as many noteworthy players, no disrespect to these two, but um, not many as many uh, noteworthy players as we would have in uh, some windows. But Aaron McLean, pretty reasonable servant for the club um, in that early sort of alum period. I think he was a million pounds or something like that we bought him for. Um, and Jack Hobbs completed his permanent move to uh, Nottingham Forest as well. I think he'd been there on loan in the first half of the season. Um I guess, I guess, Dan, you probably wouldn't have too many memories of these guys in City shirts. So maybe I'll, I'll start with Mitch. If you've got any sort of, I guess, I don't know, thoughts or memories of these guys playing for City and, and what they offered. Uh, I think most of my memories of Hobbs is probably against us. Um, but with McLean, I remember when I first like got got some FIFA games, I would always stick him up front um, <laughs> just because he was really, really OP on, on FIFA in terms of whole players anyway. Um, but yeah, I was only, I was only pretty young. So my memory is also a little bit hazy. Yeah. Yeah. Dan, did you have any memories of these guys or not? not I'd, ha- I'd have to do you know um, what Mitch said, that most of my memories come from the, uh, from my familiarities from FIFA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. McLean, I think McLean was that sort of player in FIFA where, cause he was strong. FIFA was always like very OP because it's like his finishing may have been a little bit better on FIFA than in real life. So you can kind of get away with it <laughs> and just use his strength. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, we've already sort of talked about the, this pair um, a bit, but really sort of blew that window open for us um, 
signing them both within a matter of days, I think, for £7 million each. I remember, I think it was Yelovich, I was sitting in a pub in Hull, um, scrolling through, it must have been Twitter at that point, um, seeing the news coming through that we'd actually agreed a fee with Everton for Yelovich and thinking that was unreal and then getting long as well was pretty awesome. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess we've already sort of talked about both of them, but I guess um, is there anything that you, you, you want to add, I guess starting with you, Dan, just about the partnership that they struck up, the the fact that, you know, basically their goals kept us in the league for another season. And um, like you said, I guess, we haven't really seen strikers or at least a strike partnership of this this quality since then. Yeah, I think like, as you sort of said, like the the importance they had to to City at the time obviously can't be understated with their goals, you know, securing us survival. But I just, it is, it's mind-blowing just thinking about how well and how quickly they adapted, you know, into the, not only the, the squad and the team itself, but that partnership with each other. Um, when you see so many new signings come and, struggle even you know Hernandez was mentioned when he came and in that the following Premier League season like just struggled to like big time in in the Premier League it wasn't until we went down the the year up like into the that he got his you know 22 goals or in the championship but um yeah I think I think that's the thing that really sticks out is how well they managed to just just to gel together and and understand each other's play and and like probably two of the best signings to like in, in one window to come because of how well they, I think, complemented each other really as well. Yeah, definitely. Mitch, I was just thinking about it, but would this, this would almost be the last time that we really played with two up front. I mean, it, it, I mean, I can't even think of many Premier League sides these days who play with two up front. It's such like a, a sort of an outdated um, structure, I guess, even in a side. Like even these days you see sides just playing with no strikers in a false nine. Um, but to, to have two strikers come in, pretty close together in the window and, and hit the ground running as much as they did um, was pretty awesome. Yeah, your, your classic big man, little man, isn't it? Um, yeah. I was always like a, a long fan more than Yeller um, for those those six months anyway, just because I thought like they, they were very different. He was very like, uh, I guess he looks very UK and yeah. Yeller <laughs> really doesn't look like that. And Long <laughs> was like really sharp and Yeller was very... Um, not slow, but not obviously fast and um, uh, a little bit, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. But uh, his actions are a little bit different, um, very different to, to Longy, I guess. No, I, I know what you mean. I mean, you look at them and you think Long looks like the one who's going to be the prolific striker, Yelovich just the one to sort of hold it up and play him in. But Yelovich actually ended up, I, I think he's our top Premier League scorer um, would, would be. Um and as you sort of already talked about, like the following season, like he scored some cracking goals. So um, it's a bit of a weird one because he actually did end up being quite a skillful, um, capable frontman for us. Um, and I think if I'm not wrong, I mean, he went to the World Cup with Croatia. I think he's one of only a few City players to play at the World Cup. I think he scored, I can't remember if it was in the opening game of the World Cup or it's definitely one of the World Cup games as well. So um, a pretty pretty awesome stat to have as a City player. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, well, I mean, the meat of this episode has got to be that FA Cup run, so let's get into that. And a uh, very deliberately chosen photo there with a bit of a glum-looking Harry Maguire looking on in the background as uh, Tommy runs away celebrating his goal. But um, I sort of we'll, we'll go through it game by game because, I mean, each game sort of has its own little fun memories, I guess, along the way. Um, 
I was saying to Dan actually just before we went to air, I, since I was over in the UK when this when this uh, FA Cup run kicked off, I actually missed the uh, the game against Middlesbrough because I went to the um, there was a um, North London derby in the third round of the cup as well. So I actually got tickets to that and went along to that and sort of looked on on TV that night and saw, oh yeah, City got through. Oh yeah, that's nice. So that, that's kind of fun. But you know, little did I know the run we'd end up going on. Um, I guess Dan, I think you were saying you're looking at the highlights before before we went to air. So I guess that Middlesbrough game, probably the most, um, I guess, run of the mill, you'd say, along with the South End game, run of the mill games of the run. Um, 2-0 win, comfortable winners. Proschwitz with a pretty awesome goal to seal it at the end. I think my main memory is he sort of scored the goal and looked over at Bruce to sort of say, you know, I can score goals like this. Why aren't you playing me more? Um, and I think he got loaned out to Barnsley a couple of weeks later. So that that was the response. But, uh, yeah, what, what were your thoughts on the game um, briefly? Um, yeah, look, I only saw – I don't think I actually remember. I don't think I got to see, watch this one. Um, and I think the only games I remember watching this one, like actually watching from this run, were probably the semi-final and the final. Yeah. Um, okay. And maybe the highlights – after some of the other games, I think just with access to those to, to those other games, but so I don't really remember um, watching the Borough game. I only just rem- really remember those the goals that I watched, you know, uh, twenty minutes ago <laughs> <Yeah>. on replay. <laughs> um, but um, that Prochers goal was pretty good. Um, yeah, you know, on the half turn and banged it in the top corner. Yeah, Mitch, did you have any memories of this one, or was it just one of those like? you know like tough to remember cup games early rounds that you know you just sort of think oh yeah we got through it and it's all right yeah no literally that yeah <laughs> like, oh, we're not gonna go anything we're gonna not gonna go much oh, like, I, I would have watched the game but yeah wouldn't yeah have it in the memory bank at all now my memory so so the good thing about that south end game a couple of things i actually went to this one um which was good fun but it was of course against phil brown so um the big thing about that game of course was just like the re- i think it was our well, I guess we would have played him when he was at Derby, but um, having that reunion with Phil Brown was um, was pretty fun. Um, I, I guess my memory of it is I'm pretty sure the first goal that Fright scored, it was like a really like dour game, raining conditions, really tough to um, to kind of get anything done. We were looking in a little bit of trouble. And I think it was Proshwitz who gets the ball and sort of runs forward to try to score our opening goal. And Fryat literally just takes the ball off his boot and like scores it himself because it's as if to be like, I don't trust you to score the goal. I can't remember if it was Prosh. It was definitely someone yeah, who Fryat was. was just like, it, they yeah. came in the edge of the box and then, and he got the touch and then but was facing away from goal and Fryat just ran on the edge, nicked it from yeah. his toes, went went around the corner and then knocked it in. <laughs> yeah, that was just my memory of it. It was just like, it was like, nah, you're not going to score it. I'll score it. And um, I guess Fryat was really our hero of that FA Cup run. We'll sort of talk about him a few more times in some of the other games, but um, scored quite a few goals for us in that Cup run to get us through. Um, Mitch, do you have any memories of the, the game facing Phil Brown or was this sort of in the same category as the Borough game? Yeah, no, this one I definitely remember a little bit more because as you said, the conditions weren't weren't great. Um, and I think this is what started my my love affair with Matty Fryer. Obviously, I liked him anyway, but um, as you know, I, I'm not going to reveal the other parts of the passwords, but he's he's my password for, for pretty much <laughs> every account I have. Um, yeah, and it's all, it all started pretty much at South End. Yeah, nice one, nice one. Um, I guess the next one was actually probably the, uh, the tensest one of the lot, which was the draw with uh, Brighton, um, where I think we'd fallen behind pretty early in the game. And I think 
my memory of this one is I didn't actually watch the game. I think I had to go to work. So I was back in Australia by that point and I was standing at the bus stop being like, oh, yeah, this is it. We're out of the cup, whatever. And um, and then Sagbo popped up late. And, you know, speaking of fright and valuable goals, Sagbo as well scored a couple of valuable goals in this cup run. Um, I guess talking collectively about both Brighton games, we then had the replay where Corrin and uh, Davies, I think it was, yeah, it was, yeah. who got us the goals in the replay. Um, Dan, thoughts on these two games? Um, yeah, look, it's sort of the same um, where I don't actually really. I sort of have like a half. I got a half. I feel like maybe I watched one of these. Was it, was it Ujoa who got their goal? Because then obviously remember him more at Leicester, but I'm pretty sure it was him who got their goal. Who's um, sorry? Like Yuloa, whatever his name is. Uh, I, that, that, I, I, for some reason, I had in my head it was like Luwa Luwa. That's, oh, maybe it was. Right. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I feel like this is, like, just on the vagaries of my memory. Like, it's it's almost there, but I can't quite, like, form it into anything solid, unfortunately. But um, No, that's all right. It was a nice piece of, like, just from the replay, like, it was a nice piece of play to, to equalise, obviously, late. And then uh, Davies with a real good header. And then the free kick from Corrin that like took a deflection or two deflections and bounced past. And I think it was Myla who's like on the line, like, no, I'm not going to steal this from me. <laughs> I do remember that actually. Yeah. Yeah. No, good one. Um, and like, I feel like by that point, I think it was definitely after the Brighton game where you're thinking, hang on, we're now at a point where we're, you know, after beating Brighton, we're now a win away from a game at Wembley. And you start to think, okay, it does matter who we pick up in the draw. And we got Sunderland, who had already at that point beaten twice in the season. Um, the prospect of making it three game, three wins from three against Sunderland for the season was pretty tasty um, with a game at Wembley on offer. And so, of course, you know, we've got, I think it was, I can't remember, who scored the first goal in that one? Because it was definitely, I think Fright got the sealer. Mile, oh, hang on, other way around. I think Fright got the second one, which was the one where Catamol for some unknown reason, no, basically. Fried got the third one. Oh, he got the third. Yeah, okay. The third one was the back pass. And then the Milo got, the yeah. got the second one where he nicked it off his toes and ran from halfway. Yeah, that's right. Who got the and first? Then, was it was it Davies again? One. I think it might have been Davies who got the first in that one. I'm going to look it up while we talk. Actually, but... like, possibly, because they were saying, I vaguely remember something from that call, just that they said, like, that Davies had got, was three in a row or something. Yeah, that's right, because he'd scored. Yeah, that, that sounds familiar. Um, but, yeah, this was so this was scored, like yeah. – sorry, no, you go. Oh, I was just going to say, because if he'd scored in the replay against Brighton and then maybe in the league and then yeah, okay. against us, that would make, make – make, or, sorry, not against us, in in this game against Sunderland. Um, yeah, it was – 68, 70 seconds, 77th minutes. So three goals in what's that like nine minutes or something? Um, pretty wild. But yeah, this was this is the first one that I like really. Obviously, other than the South End game, this is one I really remember like sitting down to watch and being like, you know, this this means something. This is a pretty big game. Um, Mitch, do you have memories of this one? Um, yeah, pretty much, pretty much just the goals and, and the same thing that you just said, like. The other game was like, oh, yeah, another cup game. Like, we're going to play them every year. They don't really mean much. But, yeah, the the prospect of going to Wembley and and then pretty much just just after that, just singing Kesara. I'd never heard that song. Um, <laughs> but just after that, singing that, just so we're going to Wembley, like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> I can get used yeah. to this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and sorry, Dan, did you have any other thoughts on that one? Um, or 
Uh, no, not really, but I think like it's the same sort of thing. I think for me, this like not really knowing that much because I hadn't really followed much of the English football at all prior to this, and then going like, okay, well, we, we beat, you know, we got we got through, we got through, we got through, and then going, okay, well, this is a Premier League team, so this is sort of like you know more bit of a big deal as well, sort of starting to like I guess as well sit up and take a bit more notice and. Like the, the the playing at Wembley didn't really mean anything to me at the time, but um, like I just didn't too naive, didn't know anything. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was um, starting to get interesting anyway from a from a newbie's perspective. Yeah, certainly getting interesting. And uh, so then my memory of the the semi final was obviously it was such a huge game, and it was you know I think it was only our second semi final. Um, and the, the chances to go into a final. And the fact, I, I think the thing I, I remember in when they did the draw right after the Sunderland game, they did like a test draw and it had us coming up playing Arsenal. And I thought it was the real draw and I like absolutely panicked because I was like, there's no chance we're making the final now. Um, and then they then like, oh no, we've got, we'll do the real one. And it was, we got Chef United and Arsenal got Wigan. And I'm pretty sure that Arsenal, I'll have to look up that score as well while we're talking. I'm pretty sure they only scraped past Wigan in that one as well. Um, but with the semi-final, I think I had, I don't know, three or four mates came over to, up to my place, had a bottle of champagne ready to go if we won the game or watching it. And I was like, it's going to be so typical City if we somehow lose this game to Chef United. And, uh, you know, sure enough, we can see the first goal. We get back into it. I think it was Sagbo who got the goal to get us back into it. And you think, okay, you know, we've settled, we're into it, we're fine now. And, of course, then they score again to go 2-1 up at half time. And you think, how have we done this? Like, that's got to be it. Like, we've... We've, we've had our chance, we've had our luck with the Sabo goal, but that's going to be it. And then, of course, the second half happens. Fright comes on at half time, scores almost instantly. And then it's, I think it's like the highest scoring semi final ever in the FA Cup um, to win 5 3 was uh, pretty magic. But um, yeah, I guess starting with you, Mitch, what were your memories of this one? Yeah, I was um, at my girlfriend's house at the time and she'd, she'd watched maybe one game of football ever. And I, I was like, no, you are watching this with me. I don't care. I don't care how tired you are in the morning. You are staying up and watching this with me. And, and yeah, just the same thing. Like when we went in down at half times, like how? Like we've been the better team, but like we shouldn't be losing to them. And then, yeah, as soon as Fry came, I was like, yeah, yeah, sweet. And then it's definitely the Huddleston goal, the, the touch and then the next touch, the take it away and then, and to finish it, that was just like, that was the moment. I was like, yeah, yeah, this is this is it. It was so good. Yeah, I was actually just looking. So Arsenal beat Wigan on um, penalties to get through to the final. So you can just imagine if um, Wigan had somehow got through. But anyway, um, yeah, Dan, what, what do you, so this would have been, I guess, probably like a, a pretty big game to watch at the time. Yeah, look, I think this was, this was probably the first of these, the FA Cup games that I probably watched start to finish. And then, probably maybe a handful of league games. I'm not sure. I can't remember if I'd got, if I had access to all the Premier League games with Optus Sport or something at the time. I can't really re- remember. But um, I feel like I was watching a few games, but not like all of them. And maybe I was just like, I don't know, too interested in clubbing or something, doing something silly that I was out at the wrong time of the night or something. Um, but no, it was, it was, it was tense. Uh, coming like just going going behind early and then, as you said like clawing back and falling behind and then clawing back and then it just sort of sort of felt like yeah there was a point just after half time where it just sort of felt like things were were turning and then 
which is sort of we got one and, and then another and another and then sort of it just sort of it, we just sort of it, I don't know it it sounds like it was more comfortable than it was because it was still fairly, fairly late when we um, I think not the, the the fifth one in but to actually seal it but yeah it was um, it's just it's just one of those games it's, it was wild but um, yeah and then send us send us through to the the big dance but we all know yeah. How to do that. No, absolutely. And I've realized I've missed a trick here. I really need to, I'm going to try and pull up a photo um, from that final because it's just to show how remarkable it was in uh, in Sydney at the time. Um, excuse the, uh, well, hang on, actually, maybe what I'll do, I'll save, save it and I'll bring it, bring it over. Um, just, just the fact that like in the build-up to that final, it was, um, here we go. Let's see if it pops up. Zoom it in a little bit. In the lead-up to the final, uh, so, you know, we, we, we'd made the, the whole City Australian supporters group actually at the start of this season, which we didn't mention in the last episode, but this was the season that sort of kicked off the whole City Australian supporters group and started to get a lot of City fans <clears throat> in Australia kind of uh, in contact with each other and actually realising, hey, I'm not the only wacko out in Australia supporting City from the other side of the world. Um, and in the lead up to the final, I'd sort of put out a uh, sort of a, a call around to different venues around Australia to see who was showing the FA Cup final to try and get everyone somewhere to watch it. And I think I'd said to the club, I'd tweeted to the club or something before the game being like, hey, can you just retweet that we'll be at Cheers Bar in Sydney um, for the FA Cup final? And they did. And um, I had no idea this is the response that we would get um, rocking up to the venue on the night literally walking down George Street, the main street in Sydney and getting towards Cheers and there's a couple of city supporters outside having a smoke and I'm like, this is unreal. This is like I'm back in Hull. And then walking inside and you've got, what's that? One, two, three, four, five, six, maybe seven, if old mate's an Arsenal supporter over there in the corner, seven Arsenal supporters who after 10 minutes into the game were just kind of standing, standing quietly in the corner thinking what the hell is going on with all these city supporters here. But it was unreal. Like Mitch, you were the, like that. That was the night I met Mitch. So Mitch came along for the game as well. Um, it was the night I met Mitch. I mean, w- take me back to that night, Mitch. How how unreal and how amazing was that atmosphere? Yeah, I mean, uh, as you said, the first time we met, and I was obviously incredibly nervous because I was I was seventeen and I got a fake ID just so I'd be able to go. <laughs> I started like sneaking behind you, and we got in, and yeah, when I walked in, I was like what like all these city fans exist like i thought it was just nuts meeting you let alone everyone else and i remember i had a, I had a really sore back just from standing up because we um we got there early and i, I think we watched a dundee game beforehand and yeah then, who was it it was st johnston was it, it yeah was, maybe yeah yeah sounds hang right. on I'll pull, up, I'll pull up this photo because there's a couple of familiar faces in here uh, we've got a very young Mitch managing to get into Cheers as well as Logan. So a couple of podcast regulars on here um, as well at the venue. But yeah, sorry, keep going. Yeah, no, and then, yeah, just when we scored the first goal, it was just kind of like disbelief. and like, oh, okay, yeah, this is football, whatever. And then when we scored the second, like, I remember looking at you and just like, holy shit, like, yeah. what? <laughs> what? And just, just everyone in raptures. And we even had Tottenham fans there, like, in whole gear just as, you know, to get up Arsenal and stuff and just yeah it was insane yeah and then I mean I have a confession as well is that after that second goal went in I mean we this was this was the start of that lockout era um and I they were serving everything in plastic cups at that time of night anyway but when that second goal went in I threw my plastic cup empty plastic cup in the air 
and uh, one of the security guards thought someone else had thrown it and actually kicked them out of the venue. And I was so, I felt so guilty and so bad, but at the same time, I was like, I can't own up to it. I can't be kicked out for this game. Um, so that was, that was like, but th- that was just that moment. It was just the pure emotion when that Davies goal went in and you just thought, this is unreal. Like this is, this just tops any expectation you could have had for this game uh, and what we've managed to achieve. And, you know, yes, the result itself was, was, kind of heartbreaking in the end but um and it's probably the most upset i've ever been at a sporting event like i was upset for days after i've still never seen a replay of that goal and i just refuse to ever see a replay of that goal um but just the fact that we could go up two nil after 10 minutes against us or even less it was like seven minutes and have another chance inside 10 minutes as well through alex bruce um dan i guess probably not scenes quite as uh quite as wild as this you're saying you're watching at home but you know how clear are your memories of this game and then how how uh big were the swings of emotions in it for you um look i could describe the layout of my room at that on that morning or like at the time and where i was sitting and where my mate was sitting and like at what point he went to bed and like or whatever i think i don't know if we watched it we might have watched was it like a, a delayed replay on sbs or something can't remember maybe oh, maybe like because we were watching, I was, we got up at like five in the morning to watch it. So we yeah, might right. have been after like not watching it live. Um, and then, because he went to work like about an hour in or something where we were still we're at a point where we were still in front where he went to work and then he left and then they scored the goals and I was real disappointed. But then I was saying like he came home or like he, he came back afterwards and basically like didn't make a big deal out of it which I said, like, stung way more than if it had been, like... You yeah, know, it's almost yeah, like, the, like, like it's the pity. It's the pity where it's just like, like, oh, yeah. Because I was, like, super excited because he'd been a long-time Arsenal supporter, and so we scored, and I was like, give it to him. I'm like, yeah, that's that, cut that in. And, like, um, yeah, and then, like, that was the first one, and he's like, oh, you know, lucky goal, whatever. Like, oh. and then we scored a second one, and I'm like, oh, you fuck shit. <laughs> <laughs> You just ripped into him, and he's just like, yeah. and then, you know. Well, that's right. That's what we were doing with with the, the the Arsenal fans at the pub. Was it was almost exactly the same sort of situation yeah. where you think one goal, you think, yeah, you know, like this is a good bit of fun. We scored early, whatever. Two goals, and they're basically just standing there being like, "Do we leave? Like, can we, <laughs> like, do, they, do we stay and put up with this? Like, it was mm. unreal." Yeah. So I just remember, yeah, sitting on the uncomfortable blue futon lounge that I had <laughs> um, with the TV up on the, the, the like piece of antique furniture that I my dad had for my I think my great grandma just and then yeah it was um, surreal surreal at first like 10 minutes and then being like even through for like long periods I was like oh, all we got to do is like jag another one yeah and we were and we were like and, and we'll like ruin their momentum and we'll hold on and we'll actually like do this um but yeah 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 it's almost almost that old adage of you know you score the goals too early gave them too much time to come back and i think as soon as it went i mean look to be fair you say it but you know i thought when it went to extra time it was all over but we did have that final chance where don't talk uh, about it (laughs) was it was it fright central or was it 
because it was obvious. So Luco took the shot when he should have squared it. Was it was it fried? He should have. I can't even remember who it was. I to be honest, remember. I can't remember. I've, I I think I've seen that replay like once or twice, and I've just gone, why did I put myself? Why did I watch that? Like what if moment? Uh, but the players were just out on their feet. I remember. I think McShane got subbed off because he was just cramping up, and Bruce was like struggling as well. And like they gave their absolute all in that game. And I just remember like Stephen Quinn just absolutely terrorized Arsenal, and like that. Sound grabber at the start, of course, he put the ball in that um, Davies ended up scoring from. But playing him in that position was just such a masterstroke from Bruce. Um, and I was always a little bit surprised that he didn't get some sort of bigger move from us because I think he went straight from us to like Reading or something in the championship. Like he was such a quality player for us, and especially in that game, uh, played a massive part in uh, in how we played and, and how we managed to, to take that lead. Um, and then, of course, this this game put us into Europe. Like first, first and only time so far that we've been in Europe um, as a result of this game, uh, taking us to sort of unprecedented heights as a club. Um, I guess I'll start with you, Mitch, for just closing thoughts, summary thoughts on on how the season ended and and where it set us up for for the following season. Um, yeah, I guess well, I mean that's probably the biggest moment in our whole lives thus far. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just have so many memories of that year and like meeting you and meeting all those other people. And um, it kind of, yeah, I guess it kind of just opened the doors to, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> no, fair enough. Fair enough. No, it was, a, it, was a, it was an awesome end to the season despite um, how that FA Cup final ended for us. Dan, um, I guess summary thoughts on, on that se- second half of the season and how it all ended up for us? I think that, yeah, I vaguely remember, like, having, after the final, anyway, being, like, paying attention somewhat to where Arsenal was going to finish so that to see whether we would still qualify, whether we would qualify for the Europa League directly or whether we'd get the qualifying round. Because I think if they'd finished in a, like, because if they'd finished in Champions League spot or whatever, then then we would have got a higher bracket I think in Europa or something some weird thing where I was like half going oh they just and then I'm watching them and they like I think they choked a little bit towards the end and so they took up they took something which I can't remember but yeah it was weird um but look I think look we got we we got the job done that's that's I think the main thing I really remember we, we managed to survive and avoid uh avoid the drop um so yeah job done absolutely well job done for us as well um look it was a great episode to reminisce a bit a bit of a longer one to be honest i mean i guess with that fa cup run there's a a few games in particular to to think back on and remember and we haven't we didn't even really talk about the premier league games i mean beating Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's card of 4-0 was pretty fun as well in that run in uh it's probably the main highlight of that second half of the season but uh look Thanks for, for joining me, both of you. Thanks, Dan. No worries. And uh, thank, thanks, Mitch, as well. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me again. No worries. And, look, thanks, everyone, for listening in. Um, share your memories of that season and especially of that FA Cup run and, and where you watched the final, whether you were at Wembley or whether you are watching somewhere else. Um, let us know in the comments below or, you know, share the, the, the episode around on Twitter um, and uh, let us know your thoughts as well and, and like and subscribe to the channel as always as well. Um, it is getting pretty close to the kickoff for the new season. We'll probably have our first episode of the new season out 
just under two weeks away probably um and then we'll be back the following week for um a real preview of that first game against bristol city as well i know we've got a couple of signings in the pipelines at the moment and i'll probably stop recording this and see that we've been linked to another two or three players as well so uh, plenty to talk about and plenty to watch um, when it comes to City at the moment. Um, and we've got a couple of friendlies starting soon as well. Um, so until two weeks from now when we're back for the season, come on, City. You've been listening to the official Hull City Australia podcast, The Tigers Down Under. For more discussion, join us on Facebook at the Hull City AFC Australia Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Hull City AFC Odds. The music was created by Amber and Black. There's no turning